it's now time for another episode of that other Masonic podcast. You know, not this one, not that one, that other Masonic podcast. Masonic podcast, you know, not this one, not that one, that other one. Yep, yep. Brother Jared Atkins, Brother Todd Whaley, Bethlehem Lodge 574 in Birdseye. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, man? We are our second episode in today to what we, you know, we're going to break the fourth wall here and tell secrets we're not supposed to tell. We're <laughs> second episode deep into what becomes hopefully a four or five episode session today. Yeah. And we had some technical difficulties. Just finished a great interview with Greg Sidell or Sidwell. Greg Sidwell. 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 Sorry. Uh, We will uh, be talking more about that in the coming over the course of the next few months. A a big uh, Masonic event going down in June. Over in Illinois. Over in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I haven't figured out what order I'm releasing these episodes in though. So. You guys might be hearing this, wondering what the hell we're talking about. Well, you know, just hang with us, because me and Todd do everything by the seat of our pants. It all makes sense. It all end. makes sense eventually. <laughs> you know, Christmas and uh, New Year's, New coming, Year's up. coming up. It's, what is today, the 11th of December? I all almost said long. January. It's December. Uh, I wish it was January. Anyways, I don't know how we're going to release these episodes or whatever, but we'll, you know, as we'll me and Todd time. do, it always comes together. Uh, so... Uh, Ah, screw it. <laughs> Spit it out, bub. Spit it out. I was out. just... Uh, what do you want to talk about? You let's said- talk... Let, I want to talk about the grotto. Okay. What and you, want- you are the grotto guru. <laughs> I wouldn't say guru, but I am so, past monarch of the grotto, yes. So I want to talk a little bit about, in this episode, I think I want to focus on the grotto, because I'm very interested in the grotto and the things the grotto does and grotto history and i might even kind of do a small impromptu interview with you so <laughs> all right uh the grotto is one of the what five or six appendant bodies of freemasonry because you've got the you've got the tall cedars yep. you've got the scottish rite the york rite the shriners the grotto and is york, york right you got the york right and isn't the odd fellows an independent no, body odd fellows are completely separate that's right they're not they're separate so yep. but the but then you got the order aramith you got there's a bunch of small there's ones several out there dependent bodies yeah but, but you know the, the the four biggest dependent bodies of freemasonry the five biggest i should say is york right scottish right shriners grotto and the tall cedars yeah and I want to focus today on the grotto because you're a grotto guy. You're the grotto guru. That's I'm going to keep calling you that. <laughs> I wouldn't say a guru, but I could, I could probably call somebody as a guru, but not. And you know. uh, I, I want to talk about the grotto. So why don't, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell everybody about the grotto? Tell let's let's talk about. It. I might I might have some questions the, later. Okay. The official name of the grotto is the Mystic Order of Veiled Prophets of the Enchanted Realm. That's a mouthful. It is, and when we're doing initiation and stuff like that, you can say mystic and blah, blah, blah. You can <laughs> mumble mouth real easy through it. Isn't that right, Jerry Weir? <laughs> but uh, basically what it is, is it's a, a it's it, it's a Master Mason's playground. That's what it originally started out to be. It's a place for Masons to come away from the, the, the rigors and the seriousness of Blue Lodge to come together and have fun as brothers and men. I got something for this. Okay, go ahead. Hit. So, in layman's terms, uh, the grotto it would be the uh, you know if if this was all a sibling, the grotto would be that wild, crazy younger brother that's always rebelling and just they're the wild ones. They're the they're the ones that are always kind of you know. Yeah, there's a little bit of they're out there a little bit, right? I, say, I always thought it was more like a, a fun uncle. Oh, a fun okay. You well, know, that like, works too. A, a fun uncle. A fun uncle. He picks you up and takes you out, and lets you do everything your mom and dad won't let you do. Okay, so that's you the know? grotto. Uh, the grotto is. I've always had a blast in the grotto. Always me. It's it's a lot like the Shriners. Uh, as far as I'm not a Shriner per se, but you guys <laughs> it, both wear the same funny hats. Mm-hmm. We both wear fez. The Shrine has a. Maroon or red fez. Yours is like with purple a or something. Well, I'll get to that. And uh, any, any, what we call it, the Shriners had nobles. We have prophets. You know, we, we, we call ourselves prophets. I never knew I was sitting here in the presence of a prophet. Bow your head. <laughs> Genuflect on my call. But um, 
Uh, we have prophets. We wear black fezes with red tassels. Uh, we have the Makana in in the middle. They're having the uh, scepter and the, I think the moon or crescent, they call it. We have the Makana head, which is basically uh, kind of the symbolic head of our religion, Makana. And all, all the, the whole thing is kind of Persian-themed, like the shrine is. Uh, we don't go so much with the desert theme with camels and everything, but I was going to ask. I was kind of like that go. way. Um, but it was founded in New York at Hampton Lodge, uh, 120 in Hampton, New York, and they're planning on uh, the guys got together. They're playing a York a, a rural arts degree for Cyrus Chapter. What number was it? Uh, number fifty up there, and they were having such a good time after setting up everything. And they wanted to keep doing it, wanted to keep having fun with it. So they kept getting together and having fun. Well, then uh, the the head of it was a guy called Leroy Fair, Fairchild. I think his name was Fairchild. That sounds right to me. It's been over 10 years I've really been active in the grotto. And I'm going through yeah, I mean, it's, Wikipedia it's... here right now. And kind of the head of it was a guy, Leroy Fairchild. Um, and he started the Fairchild, div- <laughs> that's a big word for me, uh, <laughs> Deviltry Committee. And uh, Brother Fairchild was a local local merchant businessman and everything. He's kind of the head honcho for all this stuff. Well, that, that eventually turned into the grotto. And these, uh, the ritual comes from a book, a poetry book, uh, from a, a book called Lala Rook. Lala Rook. Lala Rook. Rook. I think that's how you say it. I could be 100% wrong how to say that because there's a lot of different sayings in the grotto. You're the grotto guru. It's been 10 years, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> But um, yeah, here it's a, it's a it was directed, uh, everything was derived from Lala Rook by Thomas Moore. To, I think he was a Scottish poet back in the day, uh, probably seventeen, eighteen hundreds, something like that. I'm not sure. It's been many, but many back moons in that ago. day, everything was kind of every, everybody was you know enchanted by Persia. It was all mystical. That's where the shrine and the grotto both got kind of their all their theme, I guess you say it, because everybody was kind of you know. Keep tutting it around and stuff like that, and pyramids and stuff like that. And that's where they kind of got the theme from. The great Sphinx, <laughs> something like that, I guess. And but uh, the grotto is—it's always been called the Master Mason's playground, and it's always been open to Master Mason's. Only even though the shrine back in the day you had to be—I believe at the very beginning of the shrine you had to be a Knights Templar and a Scottish Rite Mason. Then they—they they dropped it down to either or, where you had to be either York Rite and Knights Templar. Or a Scottish Rite, thirty-second degree Mason, and now it's opened up just to Master Masons. Where the the grotto's always been open just to Master Masons. Okay. And it spread out from New York and everything, and went across country. And we've had uh, we've had uh, grottos, you know, from you know New York all the way out to California. A cinema Grotto out there. I don't know if they're active anymore, uh, but they're based out of basically Hollywood or L.A. area. Uh, we've had them in, in Canada. And I believe at one point there was a grotto in Cuba before the communists took over and shut everything down over there. A Cuba grotto? A Cuba. I don't know what the name was. I know. Oh, shoot. There's Randy Sabell. I got, I'll kind of call him back later. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, uh, the grotto, it's just fun. We have conventions. Uh, like I said, we have the Midwest Grotto Association, which is basically all your grottos from Minnesota, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan. Uh, they all get have associated to call a Midwest Grotto Association, and they have a Midwest convention in certain areas, which a total blast. You ever go, you'll meet no no better people in the world than Grotto Mason. They're there to have a good time. They know it right off the bat. There's not a harsh word said. It's a good time. I've had some great, great times at conventions. We have, uh, then we have Supreme Council, which is our grand line is called Supreme Council. And it starts with the Grand Monarch and goes on down. Right. Thing. And it's just a, you, you, I've just, I've been to what, Hot Springs, Arkansas, um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <coughs> uh, by Chicago. I went for a Midwest convention one time, had a blast up there, Davenport, Iowa, um, drinking, having a good time, I mean, just good laughter, uh, eating good, I mean, just being around, being around Masons, but under a grotto setting, it's. It's the most fun you can have your clothes on. Now, now this this episode is going to be strictly grotto based. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, do a little bit of an interview here or there, but I'm also going to hardball you on some questions here. All right. 
And uh, we're also going to play maybe some true or false. True or false. All right. The Grotto are the wildest of the Masons, and they're always the ones you hear about causing trouble. That's always the that's the rumor and stigma no, about the Grotto all no, the time. No, 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 Grotto. We just got the better, we got better publicity. <laughs> well, it is. No, um, in the back of the day, I, what would I, the at refreshment boys say? Oh, they'd be yeah. We're the partiers. We are. <laughs> I mean, I've never been to a shrine convention. Now I've heard stories of shrine conventions back in the day that would make your your nose hairs curl, but. You know, where it was just wild and crazy and just this, that, and the other. There's alcohol, there's women, everything else. They don't do that now, of course, because now it's everybody's a family organization, of course. Now, there's been wild times at ground conventions. I won't lie. There's been some, you know, I'm not saying anything. No one ever cheated on your wife. Okay, I'll, well, let me just go ahead and clear the air here. Where Obviously, first and foremost, all of us are Masons. Yes. So but we, I heard the grotto get-togethers were the ones where there's – strippers dancing on tops of tables and uh i know the shy l boys if they're checking us out look which again at refreshment todd considers that the goat of masonic podcasting oh, I love them. that's you know that's your you know i check them out every so often they're great guys heard they heard they shouted us out recently thank you boys uh but uh i've always heard that the grotto that was you know that's the one where the, the girls are coming in and stripping and that's no. the the bad stigma that goes around, and you know what I'm talking about. You've yeah, heard yeah. that stigma I've, too. I've heard it too. And it's always it's always directed towards the grotto, not towards the Shriners or any of the right bodies. And I'm just no, wondering I why mean, is that not why is that that's the, not fair. It's it's, it's a further from the truth. I mean, I would say 99 percent of the the grotto members who go to conventions take their wives and family with them. They have kids parties for them. I mean, they have somewhere to put your kid there today while you're going to meetings or just hanging out by the pool or whatever. I might have so much fun with this episode. F- oh, yeah. Okay. True <laughs> or false? We are a family organization, true and true. I mean, all the way through. True or false? Okay. The Grotto has the better looking fezes than the Shrine. Yes. Ooh. I will say, Tyson Cravener, did you hear that? If you see my past Monarch fez, it'll put any Shrine fez to shame in my opinion. Ooh. We got some sibling <laughs> rivalry here. I was a sibling. I'm not related to him. No, no. The, the shrine and the the grotto they're so clinkly, closely linked. Well, the good thing. I mean, the shrine is a great, great organization. Oh I, my god, I the things never, they do for children. I would never say a bad word about the shriners. They even I've never met a bad shriner in my opinion. Also, I've never been, met a bad grotto person either. But I'm just saying. I mean, as far as the, I think our fezes are. They definitely are better looking. They might I will be plain. say that. They might be a little, our, our regular profit fez might be a little plainer than your typical, you know, Shriner fez and everything, but I just think ours looks a lot better. I mean, we don't need all that fancy stuff on ours. I'm stuff. telling you, the picture of you about 15 years ago when you were a lot younger. It's <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> the, the picture of you and the fez, you know, them, them, you look pretty dapper there. Oh, yeah. I got the purple tassel and everything, which is how, how we rank our, our uh, you know, base our. Past monarchs where regular prophet wears a red tassel. Past monarchs wear a purple. Monarchs past monarchs wear a purple tassel. Uh, grand line officers are gray, and uh, grand monarchs are and past grand monarchs are yellow. Tell me, tell me some grotto secrets. I've learned there's no secrets in masonry. They're all hidden in the grotto. They're not. Trust me, there's no secrets in the grotto. They're they're hidden in the grotto. Hugh Hefner has a grotto. I seen it. Yeah, but they happen that that's grotto, a different grotto. Else, no. <laughs> that grotto's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff floating in that pool I don't want to look at. But wow! <laughs> but uh, but no, the grotto is it's you know we you go there. We went on. I used to go every Friday night for our Friday night dinners and just have a blast. Sit around talking to everybody, talk about anything, talk about grotto business, talk about Blue Lodge. Just, I mean, to sit down and have a drink with your brother is one of the best things that you guys you could do. Cause you I mean, can talk I'm, freely. You're like boys with free hearts and everything. It's awesome. I mean, I'm cracking a lot of jokes here to have fun, but I, I am very generally interested in this grotto and, and learning about it because so we can get there's no there's no bodies. Or I guess the Evansville. Evansville. You Louis, said there's one in Evansville. And I didn't Louisville. know that. Louisville has one, but it's actually Fairdale, just south of Louisville, about ten miles. So. Yeah, that's why I'm interested I've in history been to both lessons. Them guys, and they're all great guys. I mean, we had the, we had a grotto convention in Louisville. Not, we had one in Louisville. had a great time in it. But they had one in uh, Evansville one year that me and my buddy Jerry Weir, and Jerry, if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. We had we saw the sun come up that night, <laughs> that morning, and had to be had to be gone by 7. 
It's a long. <laughs> oh man, that was a good night. night. But that's we have our conventions, we have our cars. You know, we have competition, competition with cars or marching units, or we have clowns. All kinds of units. Does the grotto drive the little cars like the shrine does? Yes. Really? Yes. We, we that's cool. Our unit had a unit of vans. We were called the Ibisai Grotto Wheelers. That's our name. I was the president. Are you talking? Are you ready to talk about little wheelie standing vans? No, no. Oh, like okay. I was like the wheelers, and we had about uh, about eight to ten uh, vans. I had a truck bed, a little step side Chevy truck bed looked like a uh, truck. Uh, it was. It, we did parades. We pray. If you haven't paraded as a grotto member, you have an absolute blast. You see the smiles on their faces. Big old fat guy in these little big cars. You can't beat it. The smiles on their faces is worth every bit of it. And we worked on cars. We we have clown units. We have marching units. Uh, our color guard, you know, guys who carry the flags for us and everything. Great dudes there. I mean, they have a good time. We have revelers. Which both, they're the jokesters. They, they're the ones who pull, pull the pranks and have fun and get the party started, basically. I mean, it, the grotto, to me, is it's the, it's the lost jewel of masonry. Because everyone's heard of a Shriner. If, it, if you haven't heard of Masonry, you know what a Shriner is. And the same thing goes for both right bodies. The point I'm driving at, which is why I want to do this episode to learn more, the grotto is often the forgotten one. Yes, the grotto, because we, uh, we we didn't have a big hospital that we had to advertise all the time and raise money for. And not that, I'm not saying it's a bad no, thing. No, don't take that the wrong way, everybody. Their, That's their not. publicity is, you know, what is helps their hospitals. Them. They had hospitals all across the country that, that would help any child who needed it free of charge. Didn't ever see a bill from it. And we talked about this in our in a past episode somewhere. Check out our archives, uh, that other Masonic podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But we talked about that, that how many times have I told you people come up to me and say, I want to be a Shriner? And I'm like, well, right. you got to go through Blue Lodge. They're like, I don't want to be a Mason. I want to be a Shriner. Well, you can't do that. That's yeah. not how that works. And I don't know how people, they, they don't believe, no, I can, I can be a Shriner without being a Mason. No. You cannot. No. Now, there have been... Talks of them going to that, letting guys come in, not being the Masons, and those Grand Lodges are not liking that at all. I won't. But, I wouldn't. On it, in my opinion, I wouldn't stand for that. I mean, basically, the the Shriner tenants are built on the Grotto's, you know, tenants. So you got to learn that stuff before you ever get in there to be a Shriner. You got to learn a brave love, relief, and truth. And I think one of the best things everybody says, well, you know, what it was charity. How's that coming about this? Well, charity is love and action. Yeah. You know, basically. So that's where Masons get their whole charity thing. You know, so that's where, that's where Shriner get their charity thing. Because Masons is, you know, faith, your faith, hope, and charity. Like, out there. Something like Cardinal that. Cardinal something like that. I don't take away my blue, my ritual card. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, the Shrine had their big hospitals and everything, and they were advertising that like crazy for years. They should have. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Again, we're this is not putting down the, the no. shrine does tremendous if, things. If you Todd's just the shrine, you go right ahead. Todd's just making the point that the yeah. The one thing that kept me from joining the shrine is the price. I mean, I'll be well, and we we again past we episodes we talked about that. Uh, I've been on this hunt to join an independent <laughs> body, and a couple of my friends from uh, one of the other lodges here in Dubois County they they were trying to recruit me for the shrine, and it's the price. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's a great organization. I would love to be a part of it, but right now, that's just too the the initiation fee is high. The the dues are, and again, that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just yeah. I was like, and, wow, that's and they they need that to help run their hospitals and everything like that. And again, then I saw the price of the fezes. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. It's like my past monarch fez cost over almost eight hundred dollars. And luckily, my grotto paid for that because I wouldn't be able to afford it. You know how many Twinkies I could buy with $800? 800 of them. That's a <laughs> lot of Twinkies. But, yeah, I mean, but it's it's something that the, the grotto, my, at least my grotto did. We paid for the the Monarch's Fez. And it was, that's, you know, you worked hard to get to the spot. You you helped us out so much. This is your, our gift. That's the way I looked at it. That was a gift to me for all the work I'd done. Now, did I, was I up there every night? No, I wasn't up there every night, but. I mean, I did appreciate it. It's still, it's in a really nice Fez case. My wife got me for Christmas one year, and I don't wear it at all really anymore. I get it out every once in a while. I kind of show my daughter, hey, this is my grotto Fez. Well, what you have nowhere to wear it to. Exactly. And so, so, so let's talk about that. So talk to me about how many grottos were up north and 
around the Indianapolis area. Well, you had one in Indianapolis, Sahara Grotto, which is a that's the one everybody talks about in the state a, of Indiana, Sahara great, Grotto. They're a great grotto. They really are. They they've got a huge membership or did, and they they sold their building because it was in is area Indianapolis that they made a lot of money off of it. Ain't gonna lie about that. It's off Washington Street, no four fifty five, on the west side or east side of town. Great. I mean. They made their money off of it, and I don't blame them a bit. Now they have a place down by Greenwood, I think. They built a, a building down by Greenwood off 31. Just got out of, get a little bit out of yeah, town. get there. a little bit out of town. But most grottos have done that over the years. Some grottos have, I know uh, Ahmad Grotto out of uh, Louisville City, they used to own a mansion over by uh, by the uh, Churchill Downs. I mean, they owned a, a mansion, like a plantation mansion, I guess. Now tell me, that's not good, like, uh, you know. Being in the public eye, right there. Right. Well, they oh, end up the they end up selling that and moving down to Fairdale, and a nice little part of town down there. You got a nice little building. It's nothing. It's not a big three story. It's a it's a one story building, but it's nice. It's but, what they need. But now you were living up near Kokomo, right? <laughs> yeah, Kokomo had. So you had the the I how did you say Iben Sod Iben Sod Grotto. That was yeah. your grotto. Yeah, we had a, we had a building up there. Uh, right off 31, US 31 goes right smack dab through Kokomo, or now it's 931. I don't know the number of it anymore. But had plenty of parking. They, they had a, a, a separate club. Basically, we controlled the club, but a club that ran bingo and kind of took care of the building and everything. And our grotto had a nice little area, the nice dining hall, nice bar, a professional kitchen. I mean, it was. It was top of the line, in my opinion. What was membership and attendance like in, in these grottos oh, and your experience when uh, you were living up north? Because it's, obviously it's big up north yeah, compared I mean, here to the southern part of Indiana. Right, yeah, because I don't know why it never got on down here. But um, up there, uh, membership was around, I think we had over 200-something members, 200-plus. I, I, mean, I think 230 sounds familiar to me. That's quite a bit. That's a lot of members. But, yeah, I think you had Kokomo. Tipton, you got people from coming from Madison County, like Elwood Anderson area, stuff like that. They they would join over there too. But Kokomo's a good sized town. Don't get me wrong, where all Chrysler and Delco plants are. It's bigger than Jasper. Well, yeah, a lot bigger than Jasper. Um but bigger it, than Evansville? No, not bigger than Evansville. No. But um our uh, attendance at meetings would be twenty, thirty guys. I'd love to have that at a monthly stated meeting. Yeah, we had 20, 30 guys each meeting, but we always had a good meal for every meeting and everything, and the bar was always open. And you come here and have, have a good drink, good meal, good brotherhood, good fellowship. So you conduct business, but you guys would also let loose a little bit, oh, which which has always been a topic of conversation for you about maybe some of the lodges in the southern part of the state need to, let, need to uh, loosen their tie a little bit. Well, not that. I mean... Uh, that basically comes from you know letting people who rent a building have alcohol here because you know we're a drinking area. I mean, just not you know not be around a bush. If people like to drink cold beer and have a drink a stiff drink around here, but if people want to rent the place, they want to rent there. Well, can we have alcohol? No, you can't. Well, in I think Fort Wayne, their Masonic Temple up there was getting ready to shut down because no one rented it and just wasn't occupied enough. Well, they allowed them to have alcohol catered in. Now, I could be off base here, but this is what I remember because it was about the time I was master, they all came through. And they're allowed to have it catered in where the lodge wouldn't be necessarily responsible for it. The people who catered the alcohol would be. And they were able to raise the revenue quite a bit by doing that. And I think it's, you know, if more lodges would, get, would try that, and I'm not saying I don't want al- I don't want a bar in our lodge. No, absolutely we do, we not. We do not need alcohol in the lodge whatsoever. We have plenty we we just don't need it. I don't think it's necessary at all. No. But if somebody wanted to rent it and have, you know, but like I say, they can't bring it their own. They had to get a cater, a licensed cater to bring it in. You didn't have a bunch of good old boys rent it, bring cases of Bush Light here. I mean, that just, that's not how it works, you know. But I digress. I mean, I've I've drove past uh, I've drove past the lodge here many times on the weekends of seeing it rented, and I see a circle of about 15 people around the back tailgate of a truck and I see their right. hand in that familiar shape and you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah you know what's going on. But, but like I said, to me, as long as it's not in the building, I don't care. Um, but that that's not my rule either. No. The rule here is no alcohol on the property, inside or outside, which, whatever. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. 
<laughs> so, I mean, I, I've got so many things I want to talk about Back on this, this grotto-focused episode. I've got so many things I want to... Right, we have, so, we so, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in your opinion... Why do you think, and I know I'm going to circle back to this question in many different ways later, but in your opinion, why do you think grottos never caught on down here in the southern part of Indiana? Honestly, I don't think there's ever been anybody ever, ever tried, to be completely honest with now, you. Now, I, I was under the impression, and, and here's something you, you corrected me on just a couple of weeks ago. We spoke on the phone. Uh, I was under the impression every time I went, Grand Lodge of Indiana just updated their website not that mm-hmm. long ago. Every time you would go click on the links for appendant bodies and you would click on the grotto, it would take you to Sahara Grotto. And none of the links once you got to Sahara Grotto worked. Right, and then it would yeah. take you to your grotto, which is pronounced again. Ibn Saad. And that link doesn't even work anymore. No, it goes to something totally different. I think they just rely on their Facebook page now. So I then was under the impression south of Indianapolis, there's no grottos in the state. And then you told me about the grotto down in Evansville. Yep. And again, we're nope. we're no an hour ruse. from Evansville. No yep. ruse grotto. Yep. I checked that out the other night. Yeah. They have a lot of information. Do they really? I mean, there there's several different links clicking, and they'll take you to links to other grottos, mm-hmm. not just in Indiana, but in the tri-state. Oh, yeah. So based off that, I mean, the, the Evansville one's the only one down here that I know about. Why, do, why didn't they ever catch on down here? Um, I think Evansville stayed in Evansville. I mean, really, because I don't know a whole lot of guys outside of Evansville who belong to Grotto down there. I mean, I, I mean, and Evansville is a big market as far as Indiana goes. That's the third, fourth biggest city in the yeah, state of Indiana. They, maybe that's, they didn't need to. Maybe they had enough membership. They didn't need to. Spread they just out. didn't decide to spread yeah. out. I mean, maybe there's you know, you know you get the word about the Grotto through Blue Lodge traveling to Blue Lodge. Well, how many guys from Evansville come to our area for Blue Lodge degrees? Not a whole lot, really. I mean, yeah, you, you'll get one or two. You get one per or two degree. per degree here and there. But, but how many of them are are grotto members? None. I mean, I mean do you remember whenever uh, Freedom Fest down the river down there was? Uh, it was Shriner Fest for a little while. Yeah, Hottie Shrine down there basically bought. I don't know if they bought the rights or however it turned into Shriner's Fest. They took it over. Well, me and my wife went down there. And my daughter went down there to kind of check it out, and not a thing about the grotto. Anyway, every lodge, lodges all around, you know. It, you know, Vanderburg County had a booth selling something. They're giving no grotto representation. No grotto representation whatsoever. And wow. I'm like, man, this is you guys missed a big chunk here. I mean, just to make sure everybody knows where you're at. I mean, and they, you know, they didn't have a great big temple like a uh, Hottie Shrine does. Hottie Shrine don't have a huge temple, but it's nice. So it's right there on the river. So let me so let me ask you about that. So grotto. Are they meeting in other Masonic lodges, or do they have their own buildings? Uh, it depends on what grotto. Um, like, like, say for instance, say we had a grotto right here. Would yeah. we be meeting in this building, or would we have a different building? How we, does that work? You basically can kind of meet wherever you want. Most most grottos who don't own their own building will meet at a blue lodge. Okay, okay. and have their meetings in the blue lodge room, and then afterwards have a dinner, go somewhere else, do that, and this, that, and the other. Um, like my grotto, we had our own building, so we did everything in-house. Sahara, same way. Um, I want to say Mohassen Grotto out of, I want to say Iowa, Illinois area. I know it's right there in the, the Tri-River area. Um, I think they had two buildings, honestly. One for Bingo, one for their grotto, I think. I could be wrong on that. If anyone's listening from Mohassen in that area, correct me, because it's been a long time, and I've drank a lot since then and slept a lot since then. <laughs> So, and I'm putting him through the ringer because I told him, you know, we're trying to format, we're we're trying to build episodes for the holidays. And I said, <laughs> I want to do an episode just on the grotto because I am fascinated by this, what I consider the forgotten appendant body of Freemasonry at the grotto. Like, I am completely fascinated with this. <laughs> and it's, like I said, man, grotto is, it's all about just letting loose have good times with your brothers. I mean, if you want to join, we can go out no ruse, and you can join the same night. I mean, all I got to do is vote in real quick and do initiation, and you're done. And you'd be a grotto prophet. So, so here we go. So It's short form. We go back later for a ceremonial. but Like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this episode. I should have wrote stuff down. But, <laughs> but here we go. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Uh, tell me again the age you were when you were raised to third degree. You were 20. I was 24 I, years old. You told me something like that. How 2002. Old? How old were you when you petitioned the grotto? Uh, see, I was my f- second year being master, so I was probably 
27, 28. Was this before you met Jill? So oh, way you before had, I met so Jill. So you had plenty of free time to do this? It was a, well, basically it was a year before I met Jill. So you had plenty of free time. But I did start dating Jill for another couple of years after that. But so yeah, I had plenty of time to do this. I had nothing on my plate. Okay. So what I'm getting at, you, you, you had all this time and you chose, what made you choose the grotto over the other three appendant bodies? What what drew you to the grotto? How did this? How did you get involved with the grotto? Uh, a couple of my friends belonged to the grotto. They they kind of talked to me about everything. Like, no, I ain't got time for anything. I've, I've joined the Scottish Rite. Didn't really get involved in that at all. Um, and then they had the Pennsylvania uh, degree team come down to Kokomo and put on a third degree. And afterwards, they had a they had a they did afterglow party at the grotto. There, I'm like, well, I tell you, my dad's with me. My dad was a big drinker. Anything he's not a member. He don't like going to meetings. He didn't. He passed away now. Got rest in peace with that. But um, we went there afterwards. I walked in. It was a really nice building. I mean, it was just laid out right. Had a good bar. The the beer was only two dollars a can. I mean, it was that's cheap beer. And I had I had a great time there. And had they had you know food there for us afterwards and everything. Well, I ended up driving my dad back to Tipton and dropping him off. I ended up driving back up there and hanging out the rest of the night with the guys. And like, you know what? I like this place. You guys are fun. You know, I'm going to join. Where's the petition? Yeah, basically. And so I, uh, I waited like two months to join because they kept, well, we don't we don't want to do it this month. Let's do it next month or whatever. So finally I joined and came time for the next meeting. And that same night my buddies called me, hey, we're all going out. And they like, no, no, I'm going to I'm gonna go check out this uh, grotto. I joined this grotto. I'm going to go check out, see a state meeting. And if I like it, I'll probably keep doing it. If not, I'll get a hold of you guys, you know. And I'd never miss a meeting after that. <laughs> so joining the grotto, the degrees, are you – I don't know if it if it's taboo to tell someone it's not in the grotto. I don't know. How was how the degrees and the ceremonies and everything it's just conferred one upon you? It's just one degree. Basically, you, you'll come in uh, – they basically have a ritual we go through and everything. You have an obligation you got to take. And then we teach you the signs and the words and how to get in, stuff like that. And Now, they do have a – that's called a short form. Do you have to be clothed like you were for no. Blue Lodge and no. during it's your initial regular, degrees? Regular, regular uh-huh. dress. Uh-huh. No, no wearing dirty underwear or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, you just come in. We just do a – most time, I'll say 99% of the time, we do a short form initiation. It takes about 15 minutes. And then everything goes off from that. Now that we have a long form ceremonial, there's a short ceremonial, long ceremonial. I haven't seen a full, you know, seven act. You know, it takes like thirty five people to put this on, kind of like a Scottish right degree. I mean, it's it's a big long. A lot of a lot of work. Goes a lot of work. A lot of you know backdrops. I mean, it's it could be. I mean, I'm sure some get people who've been through the uh, hot sands at shrine. I'm sure it's the same way with them, where it's a it's a whole day thing, basically, or whole maybe a whole afternoon. Stuff like that. Obviously, the, the, the short form ceremonial for smaller grottos, what my grotto did, and it was uh, not two and a half hours, but the long form I think is three, maybe four hours, I think. And it's 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 very impressive and everything. But um, but yeah, you go in there, you join, and afterward, you hang out with your brothers and have good fellowship and you know do whatever. What are the uh- what are the offices in the grotto? Well, you have the uh, the monarch, which is basically like the worship master or president. Yeah, translate all that to Blue Lodge for me, by <laughs> well, the way. Well, master, the monarch would be your master, and kind of your senior warden. Um, shoot, I almost forget who they are now. It's been so long. Uh, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Todd, Todd, Todd's got to think for a minute. Yeah, I really do. I have not been active in this at Do all. you still pay your grotto dues? I have. I didn't for a while because I just, you know, I just forgot about it, to be honest with you. Um, and I got back into it now. So now, yes, I am a full-fledged past monarch of the grottos in North America. Um, but, yeah, crap. Of course, that website could be reached right now. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to if it's... Yeah, I just, I know it's... Uh, How many offices is there, then? I believe there's seven. Which is basically what we yeah, have it's for... Yeah, the same thing. You got an inner guard, outer guard. Um, you have a chaplain. Uh, you have a... Obviously, a secretary and treasurer. Yeah, secretary, which they're not really... They're not progressive seats and everything. 
But our grotto was weird. Our chapel was actually a progressive seat. You did a year of chaplain as you're going through and everything, which I thought was real neat. I ended up got lucky and skipped it because I was like, I'd like to do that that much. But but it was like a monarch, uh, federal prophet, which would be like one of your stewards or one of your wardens, then captain of the guard, master of ceremonies. Uh, it's all it's all right. It's so, been so long as I've done that. I'm just I'm I'm very curious. I'm, I was really excited to do this grotto episode. <laughs> um, the floor work. Yeah. As far as when you come into a lodge for a stated grotto meeting, is it pretty much the same yeah. layout? Officers are all sitting in the same chairs that you mm. would set in for Blue Lodge. No, our uh, grotto. We sit at a table on a stage. Long table with a podium in the middle of so it. So you, you don't really have somebody sitting at the, in the south, in the well, west? We didn't, but that's how our grotto did it. We didn't have an actual lodge room. We had we sat in our, in our big banquet hall and everything. So, All right, then how about traditionally? Would it would you have people in those seats? Yeah, I think that's they had it up there on the table for all of them. Because I've been to Sahara Grotto, they have had a table. Um, our uh, of our Midwest line, they sit at, at the long table with the podium. Supreme, same way. I mean, I think that's just how it's set up. I've never seen it done any other way. Now, could you do it that way? Yeah, you could do it that way. I don't think it hurt nothing. I mean, I don't think there's an actual rule about it. I think that's how everybody does it. No, I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I've been active in it. Maybe I forgot a few things, which more than likely is the case. But, yeah, I mean, basically you'll have uh, uh, your main officers up there, and you see you got your uh, two guys watch the door in and out of guard the door and everything, and they'll bring you in, walk down the aisle, blah, 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 do the initiation, and that's it. Then after that, you just go have fun. Just go from there. I mean, it, it, but like I say, man, we are the big, the, the big thing for us, our charity is uh, dental needs for special needs kids. So if a kid has severe autism or cerebral palsy or MS or whatever, whatever, where they can't go to a regular dentist because someone has to have special training to deal with somebody like that. I was going to ask you about that because, as I, as I mentioned, recently the Grand Lodge updated their website for the state of Indiana and. Uh, you know, there there is now an additional link to the grotto. Mm-hmm. And before that, when you would click on uh, your grotto's page, it would, the, the I can never, I'll, I keep forgetting how to say, how did you say your grotto? The Iben Sod. Iben Sod. When you would click on the Iben Sod link, it would take you somewhere and the links would start talking about dentistry. And I was like, this is not, this is, Somebody has the wrong. I almost sent a message to the Indiana Grand Lodge about, hey, you need to fix this because it's sending a link about dentistry. So tell me about that. What What is the deal with that? Well, okay. Um, like I said, we have a... Shriners, Shriners Hospitals, and apparently Grotto is dentistry? Yeah, dentistry. Okay. Let's, I'm curious. We have, a, we have a position, not in the altar line, but we have a committee. Called it, one guy had it called Doctor of Smiles. And so if, like, say a family has a... A child with a cerebral palsy, you know how you know yeah. they they can't go to regular dentist. Someone right. in regular dentist wouldn't know how to deal with somebody like that. Exactly. Well, um, if they come to the grotto, and you know they go through all the steps they need to go through, do all the paperwork and everything, we will find a dentist who is able who is trained to work with that a person with disability. So I know if I, like say they got you know if we got knock they got to knock them out. I don't I don't know how they do it, but I say they you know it's. A big business, not big business, but it's a big expense. It's a very big, big expense. expense on that, and we'll take care of all the bills on that. You never see anything of it now. Since uh, all this started back way before, like the welfare and the you know uh, your government assistance stuff like that, and through all that, it's kind of made our jobs a little bit easier, made it kind of harder at the same time. Where now the government will take care of all this stuff. Well. Same thing with shrines. The government will take care of a lot of this work now that needs to be done if the family can't afford it. So essentially you're doing charity? Mm-hmm. What, what do they teach us in Blue Lodge? Charity? charity past, past the grave. <laughs> wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all about just helping out people, people, you know, kids with special needs with dental care. You know, and also in the past, there's been several policies, also been a big one for us. 
help uh, donating to research on that and how to cure that and everything. Okay, so so let let's uh, let's go ahead and shoot the elephant in the room here. All right. So, do you want to tell everybody what I text you probably two or three months ago about? Hey, let's start this. <laughs> so, tell everybody what I told you, and then what we started looking into. Not the podcast. The other thing. What was? What did I text what, you? Start a grotto yeah. out here. We can. I mean. I, I, I probably I was like, I have now. no idea how to do this. I was like, you, if you put it together, I'll join, I'll petition, I I'll mean, help you. I what, can. What would it take to get a grotto right here in Dubois County started? Basically, we need to get about twenty guys together, and we have to uh, basically, you know, get with the Supreme Council and get a dispensation put out. We had to meet, you know, get bylaws written up, which they have, you know, basically, you know. Pretty benign bylaws that you can follow. Not yeah, follow, yeah. But, uh, basically, that's and you get about twenty guys to get dispensation. So we'd be a a grotto under dispensation until we'd have enough members to get a charter. I think twenty five to get that. It's funny you brought that up because sidebar real fast. Last night when I was uh, up till four a.m. Yeah. posting on our that other Masonic Facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, looking at stuff, I looked at the Tall Cedars of Lebanon. Yeah, which is a new appendant body. They're not new. Well, uh, okay. Let me let me clarify. They're new to me. I <laughs> okay. just first heard about the Tall Cedars last night. Uh, Arnold Palmer, the golfer, the the goat of golfing. Arnold Palmer was a Tall Cedar. Mm-hmm. Frank FDR was a Tall Cedar. He also a grotto member. Well, lucky there. <laughs> but I was looking at one of those, and I was, it, it gave you clear instructions on how to start a forest. Uh, you know, they're not allowed to have a forest in all 50 states there's only certain masonic really? right now they only have uh what would you call it permission to start a forest in select number of states well, some, indiana is one of them some states uh, don't recognize tall cedars as a uh, as a pendant body of masonry but anyways the the point i was making about that is uh you have to have 20 members to get a dispensation and then you have to have if you get 50 members to get a charter but Getting back to the grotto, because I was all excited to talk grotto with you, because you're the grotto guru, <laughs> but if we could start a grotto in Dubois County, I would seriously be interested, and for and we, trust me, uh, we're getting feedback from our friends. We have plenty of Dubois County Masons that listen to the podcast, because to the best of my knowledge, we're the only Masonic podcast, not only in Dubois County, but in all of Southern Indiana. All of Indiana, as far as I know. Uh, or could, I've not seen another one in Indiana yet yeah. either, so maybe we're the only Masonic podcast in the state of Indiana. Woo. <laughs> uh, I know Ohio's got a few. Uh, Pennsylvania's got a couple. And Illinois, obviously. Got a couple. One um, Texas, Oklahoma area. But, uh, you know, I don't know how many of you guys listening here in Dubois County or Southern Indiana within earshot would would uh, go but i would seriously and i still haven't joined my appendant body yet i keep talking about it <laughs> i wasn't able to go to the right the uh, york right thing the night i wanted to go so it's guys right huh was guys right york right i was thinking about doing the york right first yeah. and there was but but now the uh some of the boys from Line Lodger want me to go into the scottish right with them and now i'm back to him hauling around it's going to be one of the two right <laughs> bodies but I would seriously, I would make no bones. I would most likely join the grotto had, yeah. if we could get one. Well, started here. I mean, I know I could go down to Evansville and join No Ruse. I or, mean, you probably. I would say that's probably what we have to do to begin with. We would definitely have to. I would definitely go down there and talk with him about we, the process too. Basically, what we'd have to do is get a group of guys to go down to No Ruse, become grotto members first, and then we have to uh, try to get disposition for our own grotto. Because it's like being a start a blue lodge. You can't be a, you can't start a lodge without being a mason first. So you'd have to be a grotto member first. So we'd probably have to get with no ruse, take twenty so guys down there, become members, and then start start working on our own. I wonder what uh, the reception would be from uh, not only our lodge here in Birdseye, but the other two lodges in New Boys County. If we could get one started what the kind of the uh, feelers would be about making our lodge here in bird's eye the 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 site of the grotto yeah instead of the other two i mean granted like like i always mentioned dude boys has a york right and 
Jasper uh, doesn't have anything. Well, they got the Sons of Liberty or whatever that meets over there. National Sword Joiner, Sword Joiners. Sword Joiners, yes, that's right. So it would be nice for us to Sword have Joiners, something. Uh, you know, I always, I always tell everybody that that's not familiar with our area. There's three Masonic Lodges in Du Bois County, Indiana. We are the smallest one, yeah, I guess. I mean, one, yeah. we do have a deep roster of members. They're just, you know, sometimes yeah. they – they're not able to make meetings. It's not a big deal, but uh, well, we're in the smallest town too. We are the smallest town yeah. of the three. So, but I, I would, uh, I just been fascinated by this grotto thing. Like, to literally, to me, and I know you said it. And I don't want people to think I'm stealing it from you because I'm not. That's just the way I've looked at it. This is the forgotten body. Uh, from, well, aside from tall cedars, this is the forgotten body. Well, I've always said of, it's the best kept secret of masonry, in my opinion. Because no one talks about it. Okay, is it a secret? No, no, but someone's keeping it. I mean, why not get the word out there? Because I've, I've had, I had a blast in the grotto. I had a ball. I mean, it made me a better better mason to be a grotto member. Because it's it's they you it's actually in the ritual that you need to attend your blue lodge. You know, you can't just be just a a grotto mason. You need to be a blue lodge mason, and then then a grotto. They actually talk about that. I mean, they put a lot of emphasis on your Blue Lodge. I know uh, Bob Pohl, past Grand Monarch, past Midwest president, he actually said, if you don't go to your Blue Lodge, shame on you. <laughs> you know? Because that's, that's where we get our members from. And we should be active in our Blue Lodge as well as, as in our grotto also. Shout out Roger Van Gordon. He, uh, I believe he's past Grand Master for yes. the state of Indiana, right? Yes, he's, he he's, a, he's currently a Grand Officer. In what? Grain Lodge. He's no in just Grain Lodge. He's uh, he's, he's a, a past, past grand, grand master, but he's also like isn't he Grand Secretary this year? Grand no, Treasurer. That's Richard Elman and uh, Ken Willis is the uh, Roger. I know you're listening. Well, I mean you're not listening right now because we're not live, but I know you're listening. You know whenever I think he's uh, something in New York, right? He's. I think he's part of Grand Line too again. <sighs> See, I, I could know. be wrong. I could be wrong, but Roger's uh, the statement that uh, I've I've seen a lot of people share with me that Roger made years ago is that uh, don't ever forget Roger. I know you follow the Masonic page. When you hear this, you can send me a, a personal message or you can PM the the Facebook page. But Roger's got a great quote that a lot of people have quoted me something about uh, no matter what appendant body you join. Something to the effect of "Don't let Blue Lodge be forgotten." Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and that's something else I want I want to ask you about. I mean, it's not really a grotto talk, but just branching out. And you've got a few more years. I mean, I've been a I've been a Mason now for fifteen, sixteen years, whatever. I got 20. fourteen. You, I mean, you got a little bit more time than me. There's a lot of people that get their three degrees and then gone. They're gone. They they care more about the appendant bodies they join than. Blue Lodge, am I right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, a lot of guys, they join the Blue Lodge just to go right to the Shrine. Well, and, and again, like, we're not picking on the Shrine. I don't want that to be what people think. The Shrine is a great organization. Mm-hmm. They do great things. Uh, maybe one day I'll be a part of the Shrine. Right now, it's just not in the cards for me. I have no interest in it. Um, but I've got a friend of mine, and and again, this speaks to just the overall thing about the fraternity is you meet masons all over the world Mm -hmm. i've got a great friend of mine who's a mason out in the western part of the united states and he said uh in the area that he's at he's people just care about the appendant bodies he Mm -hmm. said they they get their three degrees and then they're gone they're part of the york rider scottish rights all they want to do yeah and uh i know um they have the one day classes in indiana you know all three degrees one day well, you um, as well as that, you can also get all your get your Scottish Rite degrees. You get the correct me if I'm thirty second. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, brothers Brian Freeze and Tyson Krabner from Line Lodge and Jasper, uh, who were listeners of the podcast, they went and did the Scottish Rite thing did a few weeks ago, and I pretty I think they got all degrees in one well, you day. Won't, you won't maybe get, you won't get like all twenty eight of them or they, something. They, like that. they had an all day thing. I don't know how many degrees you get in one day, but they were they were there like eight nine ten hours that day. Yeah, whenever I went through Scottish Rite, it was two days. We did a Friday and a Saturday. So I mean, I got I didn't get all of them. I got I got a good number of them. You always get the fourth. You always get the fourteenth. You always get the thirty first and thirty second. I think. If I remember how it works right. But see, it's been over 20 years since I've joined Scottish Right. I'm going to do everything I can to somehow get a 33rd degree Mason 
featured on the podcast at some point. Yeah, we could do that. I know, I know a couple of them. Um, what about um? Well, why don't we do this? If, you, if you're really interested in starting a grotto, why don't we uh, put something on our on our pages that hey, we want to start a grotto in Southern Indiana. It's central Southern Indiana. Gauge the response and, and go from there. You know, and talk to we'll talk to guys at their lodges and everything. Send them a letter to her, go visit them, whatever. I mean, we could probably go to the, just go to the state of media and talk about it. So I, I, I am very interested, Todd, and I wanted to do this episode about the grotto because I know it's near and dear to your heart. Oh yes, I'm interested in it because I always like the things that are the least thought of, mm-hmm. things that are forgotten about. They always hold the you know. A special place in my heart and then this is often the forgotten body of masonry and right now grotto is blowing up all across country i mean there's a texas is i think texas opened up three this year new grottos in, in the state of texas um i think fort wayne they're trying to get one started I think me i already got one started in fort wayne i mean it's I mean, they're huge i mean it's not I me mean, it's getting bigger every day i mean we're nowhere near with the shrine because every county mostly every county has their own shrine had a shrine club. You know, Dubois County had a shrine club. Tibby County had a shrine club. I'm sure every other county around here had a shrine club. And how active they are, I don't know, because I'm not a shriner, of course. But uh, the good thing about the grotto, though, is grotto. They, we ju- they just had a, a Pike County shrine yeah, something event like last night. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the thing about the, the grotto is, is the, where the shrine, you have one main temple. You'd have all your satellite clubs in the county and everything. That's a good well, word for it, satellite club. Well, Grotto, Grotto don't have that. Grotto, when you're a Grotto, you're only, you know, you're only allegiance to the Supreme Council, which is in Ohio. That's where they're, that's where the headquarters are at, over, over in Ohio. Uh, we, I, don't, I don't have to pay dues to another Wait, what do, you, what do you mean? It, there, there's not one in every state? There's one central? No, we don't have like a, we don't have like the Marat Shrine in Annapolis and the Holly Shrine. In Evansville, you have our satellite clubs built off that. Where, you know, like the guys from Jasper, they're fed off the Hottie Shrine. Yeah, well, they belong to Hottie Shrine, but they also pay dues to the Dubois County Shrine Club. Well, Grotto don't have that. When you're a Grotto, you're you're basically a standalone, you know, entity. entity there you go. That, where your allegiance goes to the uh, Supreme Council line. You know, you know what I mean. Kind of, like, kind of we don't have a national Grand Lodge. Every state's separate. Well, that's kind of how the grotto is too. Not every, not we don't have satellite clubs for the grotto. When you're a grotto member, you're a member of that grotto, and that's it. Okay. Which I think nice because we're, we're trying to do what the shrine does. Don't matter to me one way or the other. But you know, to pay dues to a you know one large building and then have a to have to pay dues to another one, kind of seems kind of funny to me. But that's how they do it. All right. Got something for you. Go ahead. So uh, again, I don't, I don't cheap plug my other show as much as I should because <laughs> I'm an idiot on there. The language is a little more vulgar and, and coarse than what I like to have it on here. But uh, on the other podcast I run, Steel Toes and Scoreboards, what me and Kurt do at the end of every episode is we play a little game called Word Association. All right, and. Kurt always kind of screws up at first. He thinks I literally mean one word, and I don't. I literally mean if it's 20 words or if it's two words. When I tell you something, you say the first thing that comes to mind. So we're going to play, if you're okay with it, we're going to play a little bit of Grotto Word Association. All right. And you just, however many words it is, that's how many, you say the first things that come to mind. All right. Grotto Fez. Beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful fez. It's simple. It's plain. It's right to the point. Gotta love it. Grotto versus shrine. Oh, grotto every day. Okay. I mean, I'm not a shriner. I can't say that you know there's anything bad about the shrine. There is nothing bad about the shrine. But for me, I mean, I'm a common person. Not you know. I think I think the shrine's for rich people sometimes. For I would say more well to do than I am. I think I think I think the grotto's more of a common man's. Uh, peanut body, in my opinion. And again, everybody, we're not. This isn't an episode to thump on the shrine. That's no, not what. God, no. That's not what this platform's <laughs> about. Please don't take it that way. The shrine is a fantastic organization, <laughs> I, and what they do for I, people. I, love, I got an uncle that he's a big shriner, and you know he's a great he's a great person. The shriners are just mel- more well known in the world. That's right. that's the thing, and as they should be for the work they do for those sweet babies. <laughs> uh, the grotto itself. Master Mesa's playground. 
Masturbate. That's a good one. Mm. A potential grotto here in Dubois County. Going to be a lot of work. A lot of time, I think. And, and again, for everybody listening, and uh, I can't say enough, this, this podcast has picked up way more. I've been running steel toes and scoreboards for a year and a half, and we didn't have this good. We're up to almost 300 downloads in, in the first month here, and we've literally only been out there with episodes released for about a month. Hey, we didn't see we're that. Not, we're not seeing gigantic you know, it's not. It's not jumps. like it's twenty. It's not like it's fifty downloads a day, but it's it's at a good clip. And they're adding up, and it's international. It's but it's also it's it makes you feel good. You're doing something right. You're doing something to promote Freemasonry. And again, and it, that's the, that's the only reason we do this to promote Freemasonry. If we're wrong, let us know. But well, I said we're the only we're the only Masonic podcast in Dubois County and maybe Southern Indiana. And Todd's like, I think we're the only one in the state of Indiana. And I mean, maybe we are. I don't know of anybody else. There might be one up on, on the very north side in the region or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I try to – I listen to a lot of Masonic podcasts, and they're all from, you know, I know Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Texas, Chicago area with that freshman, and uh, <laughs> this, that's about it. Sidebar, and I'll get back to the point I was going to make. Sidebar, list your – and I know you know them because you know way more than me. List your top three Masonic podcasts that you listen to in order of how much you listen to them. <laughs> well, that refreshment's always top. Okay. They're the most entertaining to me with the most information. Uh, Masonic Improvement. I like the other guys out of Texas. I think Dallas, Fort Worth area. Um, Winding Stairs. Although he gets a little too esoteric sometimes. A lot of philosophy. Esoteric. Good word. I know. I, I know a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you got the uh, – I like the first three knocks. Um, I just don't get to listen to them a whole lot. Uh, what's that one with um, – old guy used to be a member here in Indiana. Now he's been out in Oklahoma. Uh, I can't – Midnight Freemasonry, I think. I think he's involved in that. But but basically, at refreshment, the uh, first three knocks, uh, winding stairs. That's probably your top three. Yeah, probably top three right there. I like so. them best. But at refreshment, you just tell those guys they're having a good time. And again, that's why I told. That's why I said every uh, what I did is that you know they're your goat for yeah. me. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of the Masonic podcasts. Me and Todd just you know we're listing which ones we enjoy listening to the the most. For me, the first one is always uh, the Traveling Man podcast. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, the second one would probably be the first three knocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, third would probably be the Masonic Ring podcast, which is a great podcast. Both the Traveling Man and uh, the the Masonic Ring, I think, are out of Ohio. Meet Acton Park. Meet Acton Park. I like that one. Uh, and then if I had to, I could even round out a top five. I think uh, number four, I listened to At Refreshment. And then number five would probably be The Winding Staircase. The Winding Staircase is a very great podcast. A Todd Juan, said. Juan Sabrina. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like him. He he he's real big on TikTok too, and I really I like I like some of the stuff he does on TikTok. Uh, so and getting back to the point I was making a few minutes ago about the downloads, uh, when you look at the geography of the downloads, uh, and it gives us a whole atlas view of the world. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the we are so heavy in the Midwest to the East Coast. And then the south to the north to the west, it's it's kind of spatter. But the Midwest till all the way over to the top of the East Coast down to about North Carolina-ish, like it's it's a pretty dark red. Todd's getting ready to look on there right now. Oh, yes. For anybody within listening shot uh, that would wouldn't that would want to make you know if you're an hour or two drive away from Southern Indiana where we're at, if you would have interest in a grotto, let us know. Uh, you know, some many of you follow me and Todd or friends with me and Todd on our own personal Facebook page. You can reach us on our personal Facebook pages. You can read it just at our that other Masonic podcast Facebook page. I am very serious about joining an independent body of masonry, and I will. But if we have the potential to get a grotto started here in Dubois County, the southern part, you know, of the state here, uh, I would consider it. I would, I would love it. I mean, if it takes me going down to Evansville, driving an hour to go to No Ruse, and uh, become a member of the Grotto, there, then that's fine. But I have a general interest here, and I think it could be a good thing. Well, yeah, it helped out community tremendously. I mean, we 
we we we just don't give just to our uh, Doctor with Smiles program. We give to all charities. Uh, I know up there uh, around Howard County, We Cares is a big uh, charity they got up there for. Uh, they do a big auction every year on Christmas to raise money for you know kids pay for Christmas for kids and everything. And we always gave a, a good healthy check to them every year. I mean a lot of, I mean thousands of dollars every year to that to that and. Uh, anyone else you you know if we we see it worthy we'll give money to it it's like it like any blue lodging organization you know you give money where money needs to be it's not exactly. just to our doctor that's our our dentistry program or humanitarian foundation as they call it exactly uh we, it does give it does help out the community quite a bit but it also promotes freemasonry quite a bit also so um the grotto i mean to me it was always all about just you know, have fun. We had events every month. We had, you know, fish fries, pork chop dinners. Um, we had Letting this, go of things a little bit, relaxing, let your hair down. Yeah, basically, you know, we got the, the, the strictness of the Blue Lodge, and you go to the Grotto, Grotto's all about just having fun. You know, pulling pranks on each other, giving toasts and stuff like that. It was always a blast. I mean, I'd never been to Grotto Me and didn't have a drink, you know. So, uh, In closing here, as we start to wrap this episode up, in closing – uh, anything to say about the grotto? Anything to say about people who have some unflattering opinions of the grotto? Anything well, you want to say about the grotto? Anything about the grotto is the grotto's always been, as far as I know, been a family organization. I've seen, I've met more kids. Got people who bring their kids to conventions. I mean, it can't be that bad. Bring your wives to convention. My my wife went to convention one time. We've been to a couple before we were married. Uh, we I seen the picture. Of, I seen the picture on your couple conventions up there. Well, that's that uh, night we got engaged. It was a fez on walking down the aisle. Yeah, yeah that's not we got engaged. And that's how much I cared about the grotto. I got engaged as I was going out as being monarch at our monarch's ball. Basically, when I got my fez, my jewel, and everything for being a monarch, for becoming a past monarch, I proposed to her right after I got my fez. I proposed to her with a grotto fez on my head. <laughs> I mean, that's how much... He's not lying, folks. If you know this man personally and you're friends with him on Facebook, his page, him and his uh, lovely wife right there. I did not know you I got proposed engaged that, that night. night. Yes, that was the night. Because she had spent the whole year with me basically going to Grotto stuff. I mean, she came up for, you know, she was living kind of in Greenwood for most of it. Then we moved in together. And anytime there's anything to do with the Grotto, she, she loved it. She wanted to go. She loved all the people. All the ladies treated her great. I mean, they took her in there like a friend. Like a sister almost. She loved it. I mean, and that's the good thing about the grotto is wives can always come. There's certain events wives can't come to where it's men only. But for the most part, and there is a woman's auxiliary to the grotto also called the, the Daughters of Mokana. And it's kind of like the Eastern Star. Kind of like the Eastern but Star. It's no, there's no males. There's no prophets. It's all ladies. And they have their convention, their Supreme Council, too. I'm assuming the same thing. Must be a wife or a daughter. Yeah, wife, daughter, stepdaughter, I think granddaughter, stuff like that. Yeah. You got to do that. You got to be somehow involved. Because Jill couldn't be because none of her family was Mason's prophet or anything. And we weren't married at the time. So she never got involved. She's not really a joiner anyway. She she probably would have joined, but she probably would have never took an officer spot. Just not her style. Which, okay, that's fine. I do all that. So... (laughs) But, yeah, the grotto is, anytime you say, oh, there's strippers running around everywhere, I've heard of Shriners doing the same thing. It may have happened in the past. I've never seen it. In but the, that's what me and you talk about. Like, I've heard the stories just like you heard them. Maybe they're yeah. just stories. Yeah, and it may be in the past, back when, like, you know, because I heard the stories with Shriners back in the day where there was hookers and strippers and all kinds of stuff going on. Well, it, this don't happen anymore. Well, it's just, it's the whole thing. It's not just those dependent bodies. It's the organization. Like we've talked about before, all the bad stigma that yeah, follows us for being it's, Masons. It's all the, everybody thinks that we're doing something wrong. We're not. We're just having a good time. I mean, they, they you hear stories at the convention where they, they have a lot of, uh, used to have a lot of like drum and bugle corps. Guys, you know, playing the horns and the drummers and everything. Well, they say they would start at the top of the hotel, walk down the stairs and play all the way down at two o'clock in the morning. And wake everybody up in the hotel. That's just fun. You know, stuff like that. Now, would they be sober? Probably not. But, <laughs> but that's, it's part of fun. Letting go, having that fun, being, you know, having the fun like boys have, you know, it's stuff like that. That's what the is all about. It's all about having that fellowship and having a good time and just letting your cares go away. So one last time, everybody, if, if you have any interest 
and a possible uh, we'll draw. We'll page. put it on our Facebook page. Get with us, and we'll get some reaction. Fa- we'll put it on our personal Facebook pages also. And yeah, I know the boys over at Line Lodge. I go with Freeze and Craven. Uh, uh, those guys. Those guys would probably love it. I mean, it's the way you get on the get on the bottom floor of it. They'll have another. They'll have two fezes they can well, wear. Then hey, I've seen double fez cases before. <laughs> I have. I know. I know a lot of guys have a shrine fez on one side, a gravel fez on the other. A double fez case. Double fez case. Not lying to you one bit. I've seen them. That's crazy. And they got their jewels and everything in one. And I know one guy. He was a a officer in both of them. I think he's even a gray line officer in one of them. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't say you can't be both. I mean, I know guys who were big shriners, guys who were big shot, big grotto guys. I know one guy. He was a big York rat guy and a big guy in the grotto. So okay, you can be as busy or as un, or as you know free as you want to be. All right. Well. I think that about wraps this episode up. This was fun. I wanted to do this one. Hey, we I, were. Uh, I love the grotto. It's. I, I, I'm happy I joined it. I never had a bad time. With anything I want. It. I want to thank you for letting us do this episode because you were like, well, if we've got to fill holiday bank material here, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I want to talk about the grotto. Yeah. I was so. I, I appreciate you opening up about the grotto. So I guess that wraps this up, guys. This is uh, another episode of that other Masonic podcast, Brother Jared Atkins. I'm Tyler Whaley, Mass Monarch, I'm Beside Grotto. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. <laughs>